Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. We ask you, God, that you would circumcise my unrighteousness, that you would bring clarity to your word, and that you would give concise instructions. So, Lord, let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. We ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you glory and adoration because you're my strength. And, Father, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. Come on, let's give God a celebratory praise this morning. Oh, we can do better than that. They may have taken away our mouth, but they haven't taken away our hand praise. If he's been good to you, come on, let's celebrate him one more time for who he is in your life. Do me a favor, look at your neighbor, said, neighbor, I'm in the right place at the right time. Amen, amen, amen. Certainly we thank God for who he is and what he is in our life as the author and sustainer of life. Without him, we are nothing. Amen, I'll say that again. Without him, I am nothing. I don't know about you, but is there anybody here that can testify that without the Lord, Y'all making me have church by myself. I wouldn't have made it without him. And so for that, I give him all the glory. Certainly, we solicit your prayers and all of your thoughts for our family as Minister Greer is home with her mom for a few weeks, um, helping nurse her back to good health. So we solicit your prayers, all of your thoughts. I want to say thank you for all of you that have already reached out to her. Um, all of you that have already been praying for her and for the family. And most importantly, I want to thank you for your realness in this time of struggle. Amen. And I want to thank you all for your prayers and your concerns that you have reached out to me throughout the time. Amen. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the book of Psalm, Psalm 34. Again, we want to thank Brother Kenzie for helping us out today. Amen. As our own brother Earl is on vacation. Um, we thank God for Brother Kinsey helping out. Psalm 34, with your manuals of life, if you're able to stand in respect to the word of God, we should stand because there will be a day that you wish that you could stand on those legs uh, when the Lord has taken the ability away. Psalm 34, verse number 3. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, if you're still looking, somebody say, Will, I'm looking. He got it on the screen for you, but shout out Bible study, amen. We got room for you, amen. 
And it reads, very familiar passage, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. The word of God is blessed. You may be seated. Amen. I, I, I've already known what type of crowd we have because you just missed that shout right there before I even took the text. It said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. If you would help me for a few minutes, uh, I was already told that uh, the Baltimore Ravens are playing. The Broncos are playing. Uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are playing. Pittsburgh Steelers are playing. Kansas City Chiefs are playing. The 49ers are playing. All those teams are winning except mine. So I'm on a time limit. So since we're losing, uh, be prepared to stay here till 2 o'clock. Amen. Amen, somebody. If you would help me preach on the subject, the topic, let's make some noise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. See, you ain't shouting loud enough. Say, neighbor. Let's make some noise. Let's, let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Let's, let's unpack this message that he has for us. Let's make some noise. David here, my brothers and sisters, in this passage, he's giving a pre-prompting for a big and unusual style of worship and why today's worship should be loud. Uh, worship in the Greek, uh, proskuneo, means it causes us to kneel before God. Uh, simply, we must have prayer in order to begin an unusual worship. God, uh, we must have prayer in order to identify or establish a significant time in our lives. Uh, it is important that when we pray, it becomes devotion, that you should find some excitement and loyalty in doing so. Before you can even get to praise, before you can even get to the worship, you must develop a prayer life that will open up the gateway and the doors to your relationship with God. And part of the problem is today as believers, we find no excitement in praying. Uh, we will only then get excitement and our worship and our prayer life is none effective. Uh, the reason why the noise level should change in the church is because we only seem to find excitement when God has blessed us. But the noise level should change in the church because when you think about how persistent, how productive, and how prosperous he has been in your prayer, you can find reason to get loud. Why? Because in my prayer after he told me there was no reason for me to become quiet anymore because he assured me during my prayer life that everything will be all right. He promised me that when I made one step, he already had made two. He promised me that he assured me that everything that I wanted, he was going to supply all of my needs. In fact, he showed me that every failure that I had, he showed me in my prayer life that it became favor. And if I could just get a little deeper, he showed me that this morning when I woke up, I was closed in my right mind. I had 
food on my table. I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing. Clothes on my back, activities on my limb, and I was thankful my children were doing fine. I was able to drive in my car. I had money in my pocket. I had a TV. I had heat. I had a roof over my head. Why not make some noise? Can I get somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, I got a reason this morning to make noise because when I woke up, he still blessed me. Let's, let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. It's all right to be loud. In fact, you ought to look at your name and say, neighbor, if you want to be quiet, you're sitting on the wrong row because I got a reason to be loud. Tell them, guess what? I wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah, I wasn't. It's supposed to be. I'm, I got reason to be loud, to make some noise. Because after all I've been through, God has truly been good to me. And as we cruise through this pericope, notice David tells us in verse 1 that there should be a premeditated behavior. If you got your Bibles and you look at verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Y'all. Y'all tracking, y'all make me feel like I'm preaching already. And here it is, there should always be a premeditated level of behavior of all the saints. Listen, why? Because through all of my chest, my trials and tribulation, I learned to trust in God. He's never let me down. In fact, had it not been for him, I know I wouldn't have made it. So now my praise becomes premeditated because if I get it in my system, when I get there, it won't be so hard to praise him. Somebody should be shouting now. You shouldn't wait for the praise team to say, lift up your hands in the sanctuary because you were able to walk on your own two legs. Lift up your hands. Lift up your head, oh ye gates. You should have had a praise on your lips. Why? Because God has been good to, to, to me. Yeah, he it should be a premeditated praise because there is a level of trust in God. But David said not only the level of praise right there in verse number one, he says the level of propensity is normal. The text says, he, he says, right there he says, he, his, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. The propensity of the saints is normal. Help me, Reverend. That means I'm acting like I normally act. You just missed that. After all God has done for you, he should get some crazy saints in the house of house of prayer. In fact, after all he has blessed you and promised you with, there should be some lunatics in the house. Why? Because even when I was evil, you blessed me with good. Why? Because when I wasn't right, you let me still receive. In fact, because you love me so much, that's why my praise is out of control. That's why I could make noise because had it not been for the Lord on my side, I'm preaching and you ain't tracking with me. I know I would have been lost somewhere sleeping in my grave. The propensity is normal. There, there should be some type of normalcy in the church. I'm catching people Use more excuses 
to what today is doing. It is, this is the new normal. No, wrong. Let me correct you. You should have already been thankful. In fact, this should make you increase your thanks because you see how quick God can stop it. He can pause it and he can let it be. The propensity level should be something that people should see. On your job, they shouldn't see you walking in because it's, it's slow and gloomy Monday. They should see you walking in with a mercy Monday mindset. I'm grateful that this morning he woke me up, gave me a job, gave me activities, ability to even be in the place to say I got a job. That should be, look at somebody and say, you need to have a mercy Monday feeling. Yeah, you, you, there, there, there should be a level of propensity that's your normal, usual behavior. Listen, listen, listen. You should always have some type of normalcy that there is no interruption. When he says his praises shall continually be on my lips, no one should be able to stop you from talking to the one you love. This is, this is for free. I, I, this one is free. Brother Ken, this one free. Uh, wh what gets me is, is we'll love those that hate us. But love that hate those that love us. Y'all just missed that. You'll waste your time on people that don't mean you no good. But when it comes to giving God some love, you want to sit there and act reserved. But how many can testify? Say, I got a reason to tell him I love him because he first loved me. That, that's, that's why there should be a level of continuous propensity of the saints. Because guess, guess what? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And watch this. At this rate, Corona ain't killing folk. People are killing folk. You just missed that. You already had the coronavirus before Corona came. You've been killing folk all your life in church, telling them they don't deserve to be in the house of worship. But can I get somebody to testify? It said, if only you knew all the drama. That's a mixture of stress and drama that I've been through. All the hell and stress I had to go through just to get here. You can't stop my pride. Let me. But watch, he says, he says in the text, in verse number two, he says, not only is there that level of, of, of premeditated behavior, but the propensity is normal. But he says, your level of praise and worship should have some penetration. Text says, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The, the humble shall hear thereof and and be glad. Listen, some folk wonder why church is dead. Let me help you. Church is dead because the people in the church come in with a dead soul. You just missed that. But the Bible says, let the redeemed, you just missed that too, of the Lord say so. That means my, my presence desire a worship. My requires a praise because after all I've been through and all I got to prepare my 
myself for God is always on the main line. The level of praise should have penetration. And here it is. Watch this, y'all. The saints should have something that shows on the inner man that when people see you, they don't see you for what you are. Hello, Holy Ghost. Help me. No one should see your ugliness because of what's on the inside. Uh, Let me help you real quick. Because you got up, you put on your makeup, you combed your hair, you drew in some fake eyebrows, you put on some fake eyelashes, you painted your nails, Lee press on, you clipped them on, you put some spray in your hair to make it look dark. People still shouldn't see your ugliness. Look at somebody and say, I'm pressing, I'm pressing them on. I'm, I'm pressing and spraying. I'm, I'm pressing and spraying. No one should see your ugliness. Because here it is. Something that's going on on the inside should resurrect on the outside. And because I see it, it should penetrate the ears. It should penetrate the heart of those that already are in the word of God. The text says, the text says, and the humble shall hear thereof. That means those that are humble should understand how hard it was, how hard and difficult it was for you to be in the place that you're in. If anybody ever been down and out, they should appreciate anybody that sits on the pew with them because why? You once was there too. In fact, I was a wretch undone, but I thank God that he found me when he found me. Saints, Saints used to say something on the inside is working. Y'all know that song. Brought about a change in my life. And the truth of the matter is some folk wait for God to put you on your deathbed. For you to realize, listen, he didn't design you for die to die right away. Something that he's done for you should make you want to shout, make you want to ignite a praise amongst your fellow brothers and sisters because guess what? When they looked at you and called you everything but a child of God, guess what? That was your promise because God said it's all right to have enemies because he'll make your enemies your foot shoe. I wish I had somebody say, Reverend, I came in messed up, but I'm glad they looked at me funny. They looked at Jesus, but yet he still got the glory. Let me, let me, there, 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 there should be some level of penetration. Can, can I just, I just want to stay there for a hot second. Can I stay there one more? I'm getting some cocoa now. I'm getting some cocoa now. Here, here, here it is. Here it is. The reason why church don't look like church is because our desire is not within Our desire has become who we are. Let me me help you. 
You so excited that you the new president. You so excited that you the new vice president. You so excited that they elevated your name on the marquee out in the parking lot. But somebody need to recognize that is not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. That's why the saints can be like Ezekiel and say he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. But if he's done anything for you lately, Janet Jackson, she said he'll be just like fire. That's what Jeremiah says. Shut up. In my bones, can I get two and I'll make three? That can say, Rabbit, I got something and so much to shout about. Here, here. So, so, I just got three things I'm going to drop in your pocket. And I'm going to get out your way. So, as we see, David, one who is celebrating his happiness, after he has trusted in God. He wants to give us some tips on how or what we should do in order to get loud, make some noise in the house. The first thing he says, you must increase your view of him. It's in the text. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. David increases his view of God inside of what he has knowledge of and, and here it is. The biblical concept is, is that it extends a proper praise to someone that should be given glory. I got to make him big. Why should I extend him? And he already has the glory. Uh, here it is. Was it not him that told the men and women of God before they put him on the cross? He says, if I be lifted up, I, I, I'll draw all men. And was it not resurrection Sunday, but gloomy Friday when they... And when they lifted him up, people had to graze upon his glory. Some folks should be shouting because here it is, despite of how deadly it was, how detrimental it was, how deserted and desolate it was, I still saw God in my moment of darkness. Somebody should be shouting because when I'm in my darkest moments, he still brings me light. Look at somebody and say, God is big. God, God is big. And here it is. We can witness to the fact that, that not only can we make it known to others, but they're, they're, we, we play a comparison game. We should never play a comparison game on how big God is. Notice David's, watch this, because here it is. If you compare, then we can't work together. Look what David says. He said, with me. That means not by myself, but with other people. You, you, you just missed that. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Have you ever just been around some friends that always seem to make your stuff look little? I guess I'm not in, I guess I'm still in the Midwest. <laughs> Every time you get something, it's, it's, it's little. But when they get something, it's, it's so big that 
Nobody else could, could obtain it because he gave it to me. But David says, oh, magnify the Lord with me, which means that there should not be a comparison because guess what? The same one that gave you your little stuff is the same one that gave me my big stuff. And the unique thing, what people don't understand about little stuff, see, when people can't see it, they don't beg for it. You just missed that. When you get big stuff, people are always asking. Watch this. That's why he said, I'm big, I'm mighty. He wants you to ask, even in your little mind, your little way of thinking, your shallow thoughts. But can I get somebody to testify and say, Reverend, I don't measure God, I don't compare God, because the God that blessed me is the same God that can bless you. Yeah. Yeah. And here it is. The problem has become that we, we don't come together corporately enough. Now, I like God because he, he, does, he does so many unique things that I don't have to ask him why. But let me tell you why I love him. Because here it is, he has a way of bringing the saints and the sinners together in worship. You, you, you just missed that. Ain't it funny how after all these years, man has messed up uh, spaceships going to space. Man has came up with all kinds of medicines that have failed. Man has come up with all types of predictions that have never come to fruition. Man has created so many things that other men wonder what makes them think they're better. And all God had to do was allow a pestilence to hit the land and shut everybody up. You, you missed that. He says... And here it is, here it is. He even wants the sinner to worship with the saints. Y'all help me. Watch this. Because here it is, if he knows that the sinner is amongst the saints, somebody will change. You, you just, you, 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 you're almost there with me. And here it is, we need to identify it's not a bad thing that the pandemic has happened. It's a good thing because in the pandemic, prosperity and praise will come. Watch this. He'll lift up the sinner and it'll bring prosperity to the saints. And some folks should be shouting to God because you might be sitting next to your enemy. But God said, I'll be glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of God. Why? Because there will be a day that on the name of Jesus, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, that he is the Lord. Look at somebody say, I'm glad the enemy is in the house. Bible declares in Job, it says, and there was a day that the sons of God came, and along came Satan. He may not be your husband or your wife, but he with you somewhere. 
We might not be driving your car, but there's some hell in you somewhere. And some folk don't want to recognize when you got split personalities, the place of worship is the right place to be. Why? Because God will separate the right from the wrong, the weak from the terror. But can I get somebody to testify and say, Lord, I'm thankful that you separated me from myself because I was a wretch undone, ready to die, wasn't fit to live. I knew I was on my way to hell, but I thank God that your grace and your mercy it saved a wretch like me. It was his sweet, oh, amazing grace. We, we don't come together collectively enough. Paul says when we come together, then we develop a level of unity and maturity. Ephesians 4 and 13, he says, Till until we we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine then we will become mature and want things to change whenever we are together. I just, I just don't understand why church folk don't get happy. Because here it is. When we come together, I'm coming with a spirit of excellence but expectation that I know that if I'm empty because I serve an excellent God, he will fill me up. But because I know I may not have it, my neighbor might give it to me. Help me, somebody. You got to love your neighbor despite of what they say, how they look, and what they smell like. In fact, some of your best blessings come from your enemy. Woo. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get you to the halftime show at least. Somebody need to recognize recognize that, that that God is trying to get us together so some things could change in your life. I, I get so, I can't say nauseous. I get such a fever because I, I struggle when people come to church not expecting nothing. And then the easy road to take is he didn't preach nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not getting fed. But 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 Paul says you gotta come to become in unity and be get and get mature. And the reason why you can't eat or you can't take your casserole because you ain't ready to grow up yet reason why you don't like your black seed oil is because you ain't ready to get stronger yet. And truth be told, many of us don't eat asparagus, spinach, spinach, or any other type of vegetable because you don't want to be strong. But can I get somebody to say, I come to church to get strengthened. I come to church so I can help strengthen somebody else. In fact, I come to church because everything he gave me, God did it and it was for my good. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad. Don't you see him working on me? Don't you see him working on me? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 
But not only are you enlarging the view, not only are you, are you uh, uh, trying to come together in unity so you can make noise, but the second thing he says in the text is that you must learn to inhabit the value of God in the relationship. You got to learn how to inhabit the value of God in the relationship. The text says, let us exalt his name together. Now, in order to exalt him, you must have some type of experience uh, to hold that person in high regard. Now, now, to inhabit means make it a place to dwell on the inside. Uh, basically, a live-in occupancy in the relationship. And this is just fresh. It just hit me. Thank you, Lord. You know why some people have vacancy in their homes? Because they don't, they don't value God. Help, help me, Jesus. Watch this. The reason why you feel by yourself, even though you don't have a man, is because you don't value God so he can send you a man. Ah. The reason why you don't feel like a man and you have a wife is because you don't value God as the head of your life. Oh, man, this, Lord, why are you taking me this way? I, I ain't trying to go back down 470. I'm trying to stay on Astrazon Boulevard. And here it is. You have to value God even in your empty moments. It's when you are all by yourself. It's when you really find out what love is. I mean, it wasn't the fact that Tina was with Ike when she realized what love was. It was the fact that when Tina got by herself and said, keep your lay room, your numb show, she began to talk to God. And some folk need to testify that it's not until I get by myself is when I I realize how much he loves me. Look at somebody say, I ain't speaking in tongue. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I, yeah, you, you have to value God and your relationship. Because here it is. Can't nobody love you like God can. Can't nobody treat you like God can. Can I help somebody that's looking for a cuddle buddy in the winter? Can't nobody hold you like Jesus. In fact, Granny said he'll rock you in the midnight hour. He'll be a cradle. He'll cradle in his arm. How many know it's good to know that he's on the main line? In fact, it's good to know you got a telephone in the bosom. Why? Because he'll keep you close. If you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. He says, he says, you got to value, have some, have some, some value in God in the relationship. Listen, the reason why God can't come to the house of worship is because people don't value him like they used to. Can, can, can we just talk? Let's talk like grown-ups. Here it is. I've never seen the day. When people will let people know who they are in the church when it ain't even required of who you are in the church. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, y'all don't want me to go down that lane. I, I, I stay off your corns. Listen, and here it is. I've never seen the day when people don't value God enough in their relationship to remain obedient, even though it seems like the world is chaotic. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all tracking with me? And here it is. God is putting a mandate on the saints that if you love me when it was good, you better love me while it's bad. In fact, if you love me while you had it, you better love me when it looks like you don't have it. Some folks should testify because you came into church empty, but because I knew that God was the cup filler, he could fill my cup until it overflowed. Somebody should be shouting and say, Reverend, I'm living in the overflow. In fact, I'm grateful that God has overflowed for someone else to bless me. Listen, he says, as, as David gives this, he said corporate, it should be corporate because you got to remember, David was, was giving this text after he had experienced what he experienced in 1 Samuel chapter 21 uh, when he was amongst uh, the king Ambalik, Ambalik, Ambalik. And how he had to run from him, but he had to play insane. I saw something in that. And it ain't on my, my script, but I saw something in that. H how many times have you become appreciative to God when you were uh, uh, over the fact that you almost lost your mind, but yet you were still stable? Okay, all right. He had to escape from, from the king because here it was, he wanted everyone to know whose side he was on. But not only that, he wanted to show them that there, there is no other God but the God I serve. And, and, and here it is, how can we come to the house of worship and not act insane? Reverend, you just double negative that. No, no, because here it is. There are things that could have caused me to act crazy. But it was only one that stopped me from acting crazy. I wish I had some Peters in the house. Or somebody that can check your faith files or remember your stimulus check and how God has blessed you to come from one position to a better position. In fact, I'm glad he kept me from hurt. Somebody. <clears throat> he had to act. He was writing this because he had to run. He had to act insane. Some of y'all looking at me crazy now. Reverend, he been too good for me. I don't have to. I don't have to run around and, and shout and and act a fool. That's why God can't dwell in your house. Because you're too proud and too pretty and primpy. But can I get somebody to just slip their hand up and say, Reverend, I don't mind getting ugly. Because when I look back over my life and think about the things God has done, in fact, I don't mind snotting and snoozing. Because guess what? God has been good. Sometimes I have to cry when it ain't nothing to cry about because he just keeps out. Look at somebody say, he's worth the shout. He's worth 
the shout. Yeah, he, 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 he's worth the shout. Listen, no matter what you go through, you ought to be grateful to come to church and be in the presence of people that got a reason to praise him. And you know what, what, really, what really strikes me so bad, Reverend, Reverend Reynolds, is this. Uh, some people think God forgot about them. Let me help you. I'm going to track with you. He, he forgot about me because here it is. He knew or knows that I need my job. He, he knew and know that I can't get to the doctor. Now they got all these stipulations for me to get on the bus. He knew I needed my job to pay my car note and pay my house note. But listen, when you come into unity and corporate praise, watch this. You learn how to praise him because he is a provider. I wish I, oh man, I wish I had three. I'll make four. That could say, Reverend, when I didn't see it, he still gave it. When I didn't have it, I still found it. In fact, when my money was funny, my change was strange. God has always been a way out of no way. Granny used to say, I know the Lord will make a way somehow. Yeah, he, he'll make a way somehow. And I've discovered that that should make us make some noise. But watch this, the last part of the text, and I promise you I'm out your way. David says, you got to validate the size of your God in praise, but increase the volume. David has shown his, his, his validation of God, and he found praise, and he can validate him in his praise. Uh, we, we as saints should echo that same sentiment that we, we validate the size of God, and, and, and we got a big praise, but the volume is that here it is, the truth be told that I'm still here. Here, here it is. You find praise to give God for all he has done. You validate him because he did it even though you didn't deserve it. David, all throughout the text, he, sh he shares with us that, that, that we should acknowledge the Lord of how he has intervened in our lives and turned things around. Now, I was doing some research. Y'all know I try to do as much research as I can to make it seem like I'm edumacated. Um, I was looking at this word validate, and in the Greek, uh, it, it says epikorono, meaning that it is to ratify and confirm. Now, watch this. I, I got to learn how to confirm the size of God in my praise. Now, when I was looking at this, I, I said, uh, I know somebody's going to be asking a question. How can you do that? Because watch this. Only I can ratify how big he is. Let me help you real quick. 
because you don't know my story. The praise comes because what looks small to you is big to me. And you don't understand why I can ratify him because when they found, said I was guilty, he said I was innocent. When he said I was supposed to die, he said I'm going to live. That's big to me. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can say I ratify my love for the Lord in my praise because I can confirm who he is and what he is and what he's going to be in my life. Why? Because every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. And here, here, watch the text. Watch the text. I got to get out of here. Watch the text. Text says, he says, lastly in that piece, he says, we have to and let us exalt him together. But look at verse number four. Verse number four said, I didn't give it to you, but I want you to look at it. It said, I sought the Lord. And he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. Now, now watch this. The text says, he praised them first. Then he witnessed them after. David praised them first. And then he witnessed after. He, here it is. Let me, let me help you. If I praise them now. When I get done, I got something to testify about. Just jump down to verse number eight. Oh, taste and see. You just missed your shout. That the Lord is good and blesses the man who trusts in him. So then I validated because guess what? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't look like what I've been through. That's why I can shout early because when it comes, I'll be ready and my testimony will be for real and not a test to lie. Uh, I got to quit. Uh, I'm done. Uh, uh. One thing. David wants us to never forget is that God will always measure up to any situation. In fact, he's so big, he already know your situation before you get in it. He just want to see how you situate yourself. Y'all tracking with me this morning? And he's always a God that you can trust. He confirms it in his word when he tells us, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve him with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Uh, yeah, give me, give me, see. Mm, yeah. The other reason we should make some noise is before David closed 
the whole writings of Psalm. He says, let everything that has breath, are y'all with me? Praise ye the Lord. Can I get a witness here? Somebody can testify the reason why I tell you I make noise is because I should have been dead somewhere sleeping in my grave. Come on, Kenzie, I need to hear you. I should have lost my mind a long time ago. Somebody said I can make noise because when I look back over my life and I think about the things that God has brought me from, I got a reason, yes I do, to praise the Lord. Give me some more volume, Kenzie. Can I get a witness this morning? But is there anybody here that can testify and make some noise with me and say, Reverend, the reason why I can make some noise is because this morning when I rose, I didn't have no doubt that the Lord, the Lord will take care of me. Is there anybody here that can get noisy for the God that we serve? Can I get somebody that can testify and say, God, he's been good is the reason why I'm so noisy. Can I get somebody to stand with me and say the reason why I'm so noisy? Because when I went down to my kitchen just this morning, I looked in my cupboard and I saw the goodness of Jesus. I didn't have to ask. I didn't have to want. God! God! He provided everything that I need. Can I get somebody that can just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the reason why I'm so noisy is because one Friday he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did. He died. Didn't he die? From the sixth to the ninth hour, the sun refused to shine. The moon dripped down in blood. That's the reason to get noisy. They tell me he died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. He was down in the barrel tune all day Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday. But the reason why I get so noisy is because early Sunday morning, he got up with power in heaven and earth in his hands. So that lets me know if I die with Jesus, Soon and very soon, I'm going to get back up again. That's why I can shout like I do. Because many carried me out. But God said, I'm still alive. Can I get somebody that can make some noise? Because you can think of the goodness of Jesus. 
and just lift up your hands and say, I'm so glad that he saved me. I'm so glad that he made a way out of no way. Do me one more favor. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the reason why I'm so noisy. The reason why I'm so loud. I wasn't supposed to look this good. That's why I can shout. Because when I look back over my life and think about the things that God has done, how many know God will? Won't he take care of you? Won't he make a way out of no way? Can I get a person to testify and say, God will, God will, won't he do it? Do me one more favor. Grab yourself and rock yourself. Rock and shake. Shake and rock. And say the reason why I'm rocking and shaking because I should have lost my mind a long time ago. But God, God, you kept me when I couldn't keep myself. Can I get somebody that can make some noise and answer my question? Ain't it all right? Let's, let's make some noise. Come on for about one more second. Let's celebrate them. That you should be making the enemy mad. Somebody should be clapping for what's going to happen tomorrow. That if he brought you to it, he'll see you through it. I wish I had somebody that could say, Robin, I'm about to lose my mind because God is. Oh, God is. He's been good to me. look at somebody real quick be real cute and tell them neighbor I don't know about you but I got a reason to be noisy amen come on let's celebrate Jesus I pray Something was said that will help you today to let you know it's all right to be noisy. Sometimes we, we get so caught up in policy and procedure that we forget that we serve a prince of peace because he's that kind of God. Listen, I, I can't sit quiet behind a God that's always given me peace and has always been my king. And for that, I, 
I can get noisy for the Lord. Come on, one more time. Maybe, maybe, maybe today you're, you're like David. You're saying, I'm getting noisy uh, because there were times that, that uh, I know I should have been lost my mind, but God kept me. There were times where I felt insane, but I found a indignant praise. There were times that it felt like the enemy had a better grasp on me than God. But yet God broke the stronghold. And maybe you're saying, I'm just tired of running. I'm tired of trying to find my way. I want to tell you, the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. The Bible also says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And maybe today, you're saying, I'm looking for a new direction. I'm looking for a change. I want to be in the presence of some Christians that don't mind celebrating God together. Maybe you're saying, I, I just want to be amongst some prayer warriors that can help pray me through some of my in fact, all of my circumstances when I can't find a way to pray. 